Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Today, we are joined by another special guest. We have Leslie Evans here today. Leslie is no stranger to feeling overwhelmed, being a mother of three girls, wife, and primary support for her mother while working in the public healthcare system. Um, Leslie is an international best-selling author of Defunk Yourself and co-author of bestseller Creating Impact. She also worked as a traditional therapist before she sought training in alternative therapies and discovered she was highly intuitive. She has developed a perfect blend of modern and magical therapies to empower the overwhelmed by teaching how to shed the guilt, find your passion and live an inspired life. I love it. Thank you. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Yes, it's all good. I love it all. Um, to get started, Leslie, can you share a little bit about, you know, a little more specifics on your background, your journey, what brought you to do this work that you do today? Absolutely. Um, so really, um, my, I can tell you by training, I am a psychiatric nurse therapist. I have been for 30 years. Um, and really that journey started with a checklist, um, a checklist many years ago that I thought, I wanted everything I wanted in life. Um, kids, you know, bought, I got married to my college sweetheart, bought a house, you know, got a job in public health and primary supports my mom. And as I checked those things off my checklist, um, I really uh, lost myself in that piece. And so um, having a conversation with my eldest daughter at the time, um, almost eight years ago, um, she was just talking about a boy that wasn't treating her right. And as we had that conversation, I really realized what was I teaching my kids? Um, I didn't want them to learn to, um, that they had to sacrifice themselves or what they believed in to take care of everyone else around them. So we made some changes. Uh, My husband and I of 21 years separated and, um, you know, that was part of my journey that really led me to, to feel like as I traveled through that transition, that um, even though I'd been a therapist for over 20 years, there was more to it that I felt was really missing from that sort of modern or traditional therapy. So I started to look into the alternative therapies and really got to know myself and my divine self. And so um, now I have, I'm a soul care coach, which is the Akashic Records. 
and a Reiki master as well, and I've done all sorts of studies. So I blend the two of those worlds, the best of both of those worlds together. Awesome. I love that. I think that's important too, to have that blend of both. Um, so to ch- this, to chat today, like, you know, one of the big things you talk about is overwhelm. And I think that's a great topic of conversation. I think it's a lot of us experience it. And, you know, the audience for this podcast is a lot of, you know, a lot of the people on this listening are, are women and they have those, uh, those busy lives. Like you said, it's, you know, families, kids, um, maybe having to help out with, yeah, looking after their aging parents, things like that. And then the career and, and yeah, the, the list goes on and after hat, after hat. Yes. Yes. And yeah, yeah, even despite kind of, I think a lot of the, the changes we've seen where, you know, maybe we're, our work looks a bit different, or maybe the environment of where we're working from is a bit different now. It's still, I still like see that kind of that sense of like overwhelm lurking and in so many people's lives. Um, And obviously it's been a part of your journey too. So can we talk a little bit then about overwhelm and, and kind of what your thoughts are on that, what you see, what are some things that you recommend to people? Sure. Um, Yeah. For me, overwhelm is, um, it is that wearing too many hats at once. And, you know, we've, I think some of us have been really relieved by working from home uh, more with all of the changes with COVID. However, that also presents this kind of graying of uh, family life and work life and business life. It all really kind of goes and it's hard to separate those two when you're working out of your home. Um, so, you know, we weren't already overwhelmed enough with, you know, taking care of families or like you said, aging parents or jobs or friends or all of those things. Now it's sort of, um, you know, it's in our homes now. So it's even harder to separate those things. And so, you know, we, we also, with everything that's gone on, we haven't really been able to take care of ourselves in the way that we're used to either going out or, you know, some people just like to go to a spa. Some people like to go, you know, out for a walk, which you can still do, thankfully, um, or just getting out for dinner or, you know, out on your own somewhere or traveling. Um, and, and also working from home, you miss that connection with other people. So I think the overwhelm is really different, but the same if that makes sense. Um, There's just different things causing that. And so sometimes with that overwhelm, um, and I I remember that very clearly, we're we're very good at taking care of everything else around us. Um, And nobody would know that sometimes inside we're just really falling apart. And sometimes we don't admit it to ourselves um, because we see our roles. Um, And I think that men take this on too, but women especially take on this role of just being there for everybody and everyone. Um, And so that overwhelm comes into that. And sometimes it can get to that point where you just feel stuck or you freeze, where you just can't do anything um, when you get to that point. So you know, those are some of the examples. There's so many out there, but really what I think is important for, uh, for especially women to know is that 
being of service to others is not about self-sacrifice. It's not about sacrificing yourself. When we sacrifice ourselves, we become a little bit more of a martyr rather than that service piece. Um, and honestly, the only way to be able to take care of everyone around us is to take that time for ourselves. Um, and, and I often say, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect a car to drive across the country without filling it up with gas. Um, you would, when the gas gauge dips, you stop and you fill it up and you go, why do we expect that out of ourselves? Yeah. Um, so just being really aware, awareness is really the biggest key of just knowing where your emotions are at and not judging those emotions. So not saying, oh, I feel sad or I feel overwhelmed or stuck and not judging that as good or bad because no emotion is good or bad. It just is what it is. And it's an indicator of maybe there's something that needs to change. So that acceptance is key. Um, small steps, taking small steps to just get back on track. Um, I think we often just want to take those big leaps and we don't create that nice foundation by taking those small steps to move forward. And, and the third thing, I really believe in mindfulness. So lots of people think when they hear mindfulness, it's about meditation. Um, for me, mindfulness is about living your life in the moment as much as you can without judging that moment. So um, I like to look at, uh, at mindfulness as not adding something else to your already overwhelming list, but trying to find the pockets in your life that you have now that where you can put it in so that you can kind of bring those emotions down or those thoughts or that stress that's often going on in your head to give yourself little breaks throughout the day. Yes. I love that breakdown. And then getting into the idea of mindfulness and, and how we can incorporate that. Like, do you have ideas or suggestions? Like I know part of what you're saying too, is that, yeah, it shouldn't be an extra like list. You have all the list, the task list. And then it's like, and now I need to make sure I'm doing mindfulness too. But how do we um, incorporate that realistically into our lives where it's, you know, it's a, a daily thing. Cause I, I always catch myself remembering that that's a lot of the information you get from the, you know, personal development books and, and all that, all that stuff about our, our energy and, and everything is that we just have to be in the present, even like it, ideas for self-love is it's about being in the present. Um, and that's a, to me really what, what mindfulness is. So can you give any kind of tips, ideas for how people can incorporate mindfulness if this is a new concept? Absolutely. So, you know, as I said, a lot of people think of mindfulness as meditation and certainly you can, you know, there is that waking up 15 minutes early and doing that. Um, and, and yes, eventually get to that. But if you're already feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on, it's okay not to add that right away. Really, it's about things that you're already doing. So I would say, um, how many of us walk? Well, and it's a, it's a bit of a trick question. I walk every day. I walk from the bathroom to the kitchen. 
I walk from my car into an appointment. I walk from here to there, right? So we're, we walk places or we move our body into places. And that is often a time, especially if we're say getting ready for a meeting um, and we're walking from a car into a meeting and our head is just going everywhere with, you know, oh, this meeting, how's it going to go? All of that kind of thing. So I would encourage you to use that time where you're walking to just incorporate a bit of mindfulness. So that's where um, mindful walking is about paying attention to how your muscles are working to get, to get you you know, walking from one place to the next, paying attention to your weight transferring from either foot, the breeze on you when you're walking, how your feet or how your um, arms sway. So just really focusing on that walking. And, and there's lots of walking meditations on YouTube. There's a ton of them that really bring you into that moment. And I'll give you an example. I, uh, I worked, I did a group and we had a fellow that was off work because he was overwhelmed and he was taking the group and we talked about mindfulness and he was like, yeah, whatever, you know, and then we just started really incorporating that and encouraging that. And he returned to work while he was still in group and he came into group and he said, okay, I'm a believer now. He said, I got called, I was at work for a few days and I got called into the boss's office. And normally I would go in there ready to fight um, and ready to defend myself against whatever. He said, but I decided to take your advice and I walked from where I was to the office, which is about a three minute walk and I did it mindfully. So I really focused on that process of walking and he said, you know, I walked in and he was actually saying, hey, we're really happy you're back. We see the difference in you. I'm just checking in with you. And what he said was I was, instead of being ready for that fight, he was actually open to receiving that feedback in that moment. So he was way more effective. Because if his thoughts had been going, he may have been just like ready to fight right off the bat and not hearing what he was getting. So when I talk about the walking, it's really those moments, those transition moments between what we're doing, where we can really pay attention. So that's yeah. just one example. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. Cause I think so many people can relate. It's almost like we have these, it's like the scripted conversations that are going in our head that haven't even happened. It's, it's, yeah, it's this like worry or fear of what could be. And it's, oh, they're, they're based on maybe past experiences. Oh, it's going to be this, 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 that. And yeah, I have to defend myself because it's going to be like that. And, you know, I'll say this and they'll say that. And it's, it, it hasn't even happened yet, but we, our energy is going towards this conversation that hasn't happened. And, and exactly, we don't know the result of it until it happens. So just being in that moment instead, and then he's able to be mindful or anyone in that scenario, mindful in, in both circumstances, the walking to being there and then the actual being there. And way more effective, mm -hmm. way more effective because he brought his emotions down and slowed his thoughts down. Um, and so, you know, you're right. We're, we're so filled with all these what ifs and, and, and it puts us in a state of high emotion um, when we're walking into somewhere that we're not really sure how it's going to go. And then that puts us in a state where we, we can't be as effective. 
um, or, you know, really um, take in that moment. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah. And, and I, I would honestly say, and, and I can't say I'm perfect at this because mindfulness is a practice. It's a lifetime, it's a lifelong practice, but being mindful, you can be mindful in just having conversation with your loved ones, um, or having a shower, um, and just, you know, um, using that time to use all your senses just to be in that moment to bring bring that emotion down or just really to start off your day with a clear clear head yeah so um but i will give a little bit of a um uh just a little tidbit of uh information when we have those thoughts that are going those what ifs that are going it's sometimes hard to really focus in that moment especially if we're worried about where we're going. So what I will often do is, you know, those what ifs will come up and that really is your ego or your humanness trying to protect you, trying to keep you comfortable. So um, often we'll try and um, say, don't think about that, but that's not the way to do it. It's really about acknowledging that thought. So thanks for warning me. Thanks for being worried. I don't want to focus on that right now. I want to focus on my walking and almost like a conveyor belt, let that thought pass through your head and drop off and refocus on what you're doing in the moment. Now, at first, especially when you're learning it, it takes a little bit of time. Thought comes up again. What if, what if, what if, thank you. Once again, I want to focus on this. So it takes time to train your brain because that's what you're doing. Your brain is trained. It, it thinks that's what it does 24 seven. So now you're working on training your brain to focus on the things you want it to. Yeah. I think about that as like the internal when I'm trying to fall asleep sometimes. And it's like the thoughts are going and I got to do this, this, and that tomorrow on the side. And then it's like, oh, I better fall asleep because I am only going to have this much time to sleep and things like that. And so if you would have that conversation, Hey, <laughs> thank you for being worried about falling asleep and I'm, or these thoughts, but right now I'm, you know, I'm in bed, I'm going to sleep now and those can be addressed tomorrow or something like that, I guess. And yeah, I've got time in my schedule tomorrow to address all those, those things. And, um, you know, when your thoughts are going like that, when you're sleeping, sometimes it's really good to just have a meditation or something that you can listen to or a body scan is another really great um, meditation that you can listen to, which really just tightens each muscle in the body and just helps you to focus on that rather than those thoughts. So, um, but yeah, they can catch us and they can take us places that we don't know that it's going to go. And sometimes we create that just by letting those thoughts go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a whole, yeah, it's like a whole movie then playing out in our head of what is not actually happening. So that mindfulness being coming back into the moment um, being very important. And yeah, I like how you said just even in our conversations, because sometimes, yeah, when we're we're sitting or having conversations, like I think when I'm driving my daughter to school in the morning, um, 
sometimes I'm not, I don't feel present. I start to think, okay, you know, what do I have to do today? When are my meetings and, and my mind's going and, you know, you're still just driving and my daughter's in the car and it's a perfect opportunity just to ask her about, you know, what are you looking forward to today? And how's like, have that conversation that, you know, that time, it can still be quality time and, and good conversation um, time that I can have with her. And instead of being caught up in that, those things that are going to happen later anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, my middle daughters have three girls. Um, They're pretty much grown now. I just have one teenager left, but my middle daughter, when she was young, she would talk to me in the car, just like you're talking about. And she must've been like, I don't know, three or four and blah, 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 blah. And I would just say, yeah, yeah. She would say, mom, you are not listening to me. What did I just say? And she reminded me that I really needed to stay in that conversation. And she would expect me actually to answer that question with more than a yes or no, that she knew that she, that I was listening to her. So I'm thankful for that. At the time, I was like, no, I really got to stay in these thoughts. But I've learned that those thoughts really aren't helpful anyways. No, their kids yeah. are such a, they are so good at keeping us in that because they live in the moment. They are, they are our best examples of it. Um, especially as they're young that they are in the moment. So yeah, my daughter constantly will catch me. She's like, don't be on your phone or what? Like she knows when you're just giving her a response, but you're not fully focused on her and the response you're giving. And and they want that, that attention. And it's, it's right They're Yeah. They're keeping us in check. Exactly, exactly. And, I, and I'm going to say this too, that there's not a lot of people sort of talking about mindfulness that actually having fun is mindful as well. Mindful isn't just about being the quiet and focused in on the inner stuff or mindfulness is playing a fun game with your family and being all in. Um, enjoying that time together, laughing together. So mindfulness is just about being in the moment. Yeah. Um, and so have some fun with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, any other tips on mindfulness? I remember another one I heard on a podcast I was listening to was just about like breath work and being mindful of our breathing and stopping to do that more often. And that I always try to catch myself doing as well, because it's, we're not even taking those big, deep, like inhale and exhale. And, and when you just stop and pause and do that in your day, it makes like your whole like mood changes and, and, and how you're feeling and your energy is just so much different after that. It absolutely. And, and it is finding those small moments, even five minutes in between, you know, what you've got going on just to take a few deep breaths. There's a great breathing technique called four, seven, eight breathing. Dr. Weil, you can find it on YouTube. It wasn't by me, but I find it one of the best techniques for just bringing that emotion down and and that anxiety down or just taking a break. Even when you're not feeling a lot of emotion, it's really important just to take those moments in the day to just slow down and just make sure to remind yourself to be in the moment. Yeah, that we don't have to 
we don't have to fill every moment and break with something. And mm-hmm. I guess that's the danger of technology and our phones that we have so close by that it's like, there's a little bit of a lull and you're, you know, you notice that you have a text and then you're all of a sudden on your social media and you're, um, you're just on a complete tangent and, and that's not doing our, our mindfulness or our minds any favors. We're getting, it's the scattered brainness that that's helping with, if anything. So, um, yeah, I guess remembering, yeah, being mindful to maybe put the the phone away or not grab that in every moment that just having a moment of pause is okay. That's, that's good too. It's not even okay. It's, it's important, you know, and, and there's a couple of things I was reading a few studies and they talk about that it takes like 15 minutes when you, so it's, we often talk about multitasking being the big, great thing. And it is not at all. And there's a lot of studies that are now going on and they say um, that it can take 15 to 20 minutes to get back to a task after checking sort of a message or text or, or that kind of thing. So in fact, multitasking takes you 50% more time to get what you're doing, you know, what you're doing done. And they find that there's 50% more mistakes when you're trying to do all those things. Um, and, they, and it's not multitasking, it's, they call it switch tasking. So you're actually not really being effective at all switching from this to that. No. Yeah. Oh, I know I used to be like, I'm, so, I'm a master multitasker. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not getting my attention. If like master multitasker is like, we can, we can walk and, and talk or something like that, that we can do at the same time. And that maybe we can, we, you know, we're good at that, but um, yeah, the, the more kind of complex the tasks, it's just like, you're right. The level of accuracy, the actual focus is very minimal. Um, it's, exactly. it's yeah, much more productive to just kind of focus in on one thing. Um, can we talk a little bit about your, your book? So defunct sure. yourself. Do you want to share a little bit about what that's about? Maybe for listeners, it might be something that someone needs to be hearing or needs to be reading. I would love to. So, um, in January, 2020, I, I, I came down with vertigo. And so, um, I've not been able to work on my frontline work in public health since that time. And, COVID came and all the fear and anxiety in that time. And, and I really felt like, how can I use my 20, almost 28 or 29 years of experience at that point to try and just put something out there to help people um, when I couldn't be at work. And so all the things that I was doing to work through sort of that guilt and anxiety, not taking on those roles that I normally would have um, and the things that I've taught people through the years of therapy, I put down in the book and it's this short little read. It's defunct yourself tips to guide you out of the funk you're in. And it's really, um, it's really for those people that are overwhelmed and like really aren't ready for a lot of reading, a lot of digging. These are really just simple steps to start moving forward to get you back on track it's a short little book nice little pocket book and it just has really easy tips to just start taking those small steps forward I'm a nurse by trade and we were very short on words 
So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's very, uh, it's a very simple read. Uh, but I think I talked to one of my uh, therapists that I used to work with, and she said, that's like $1,000 worth of therapy in that book. It's just those small steps that we're often working through with our clients, just when they're stuck or feeling like I, I just don't feel like I don't feel motivated or ready to go. So, yeah, it's a, I, I'm proud of that book. And um, so, um, yeah, if you think that it's something that would be good for you, it's really just about taking the small steps, not digging, not trauma work, none of that. There's time for that if that's in your background, but this is just about the steps to take to get you started moving again. Yeah. And all those steps, I mean, they make such a big difference, like the daily steps. I think that like the, some of the overwhelm is like, before we even get started, the overwhelm is of like thinking of the end and it's so daunting. Um, but knowing that it's just, it takes like steps to get there. And if you just do it one by one, you're going to get there. And, and I was like, I find myself guilty of that. Sometimes it's almost like there's hesitation to start or take on something new. Cause it's just like, Whoa, that's, that's big. That's too much. And when, when you feel like you have enough on the go or on your plate. And then my daughter has, um, like a, a, a with school, um, this kind of like a reading task, which is once she reads 10 books, they get a bead. And then by the end of the year, they, you know, they get keep collecting beads and they'll have like a beautiful necklace by the end of the year. But, um, mm-hmm. it was just funny. Cause it's, you know, she reads one book and she's like, okay, so I'll get a bead now. And I'm like, no, you need, you need to do nine more to get one bead. And she's like, what? <laughs> so, it's just thinks of that. I'm like, it does seem daunting, but it's just, it's just every night we just read a book together and it's now like a natural thing. And we, you know, we get there in about a week's time, she has another bead. And so it, yeah, it, it's a funny to think it's like this daunting, this big thing, but if you just every, you know, little bit that you can do a little bit every day, it actually makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. Um, and you know, I think sometimes you're right. We look at that and think, oh, this is far too big. And we walk away. Um, and my experience is if you're feeling like it's far too big, then your step is too big. So try to try to give yourself grace and break it down into smaller steps. I, I don't know if you've ever seen that picture of the ladders with the importance of small steps. So there's a ladder that has rungs that are, you know, very close together. And then a ladder that has rungs that are very far apart. And the person that's on the the rungs that are close together is climbing up the ladder because they're taking small steps. Whereas the person with the other ladder that has the rungs far apart can't even take the first step because they can't reach the first rung. So break it down. And and if you think you've broken it down enough and you're still having a hard time taking that first step, break it down further. It's okay. Don't judge yourself. Give yourself grace and just know that sometimes you've just got to break it down into smaller steps. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And the visual too. That's, that's, I like that. That's a good visual Mm -hmm. for people to remember too. Um, Is there any out of your book, like maybe like a tip you can share then? Like, it sounds like there's a few and if people want to get them, they'll have to get the book, but is there (laughs) one, maybe one you want to share or anything? 
Yeah, like I've shared some of them already with the mind. I mean, I could go on about mindfulness a lot, um, uh, but um, really the awareness is such a huge key, being aware of those emotions in the moment um, and not judging them, you know, giving yourself grace and, and not labeling those emotions as good or bad or positive or negative. They are no emotion is positive or negative. They just are what they are. So allow yourself to feel those in the moment. And, um, and when you can accept that and build that awareness, then you can start moving through them a little bit more. You can start figuring out the things that make you feel a little happier if that's where you want to be, you know, but really the first step is that awareness piece and just really figuring out sort of, um, where your emotions are when they're at sort of a, a, a smaller um, smaller number on the scale. So we often feel our emotions when they're high and we all often recognize them. So a big part of that is learning to recognize, say, uh, overwhelm at a three or four rather than waiting until it's an eight. Yes. Because it's way easier to start doing something about it at a three or four than it is at an eight. Yes. So just that awareness of, oh, okay, so I'm at an eight now. Okay, what were the things that were happening before that? What were the things I was feeling? What was I doing? Just to build that awareness so that you can start to say, oh, I'm starting to feel those things. I know this leads to that higher emotion. Okay, I need to take that break now. And giving yourself grace is the biggest thing that I can say. Um, just um, knowing that this is learning. Yeah. You know, you, you are doing this for so long where you're taking care of everything or, you know, taking care of business, taking care of family, taking, you know, all of that, that it takes time to learn how to do things differently. Um, so really allowing that grace to flow with yourself and with other people that are also learning, yeah. um, you know, this new way you're doing things too. Um, so those are a couple of the tips I would say that are out, out there. Be gentle on yourself. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's just a reminder. Yeah. That if we want, you know, change and it might seem like a big change that we want, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't all have to be at once. Like we can, we can change and, and make big transformation in our life. And it can be in a matter of, you know, many small changes, small steps, small actions that are realistic that, yeah, don't feel overwhelming at all, but, um, that they're those steps to get there and, um, that we, yeah, we can give ourselves grace along the way and, mm-hmm. and not, not do the whole high achieving and it gotta be a perfectionist and I, all that stuff that will come in, yeah. but you're right. It's, it will come in probably, especially if that's the way you've been doing things all along and it's having that moment to, to, yeah, go, okay, what, where is this coming from? And yeah, can I, can I change this thought or can I have a different thought? Can I choose a different thought? Yeah. And not judging that thought in the first place. No. So not being hard on yourself when you're being hard on yourself. So not judging the judging, which is, yeah, a funny thing, but right. We're like, oh, you're judging there. Don't be so judgmental. (laughs) We're judging the judging. So, you know, 
you know, realize when you're judging yourself and don't judge that judging, just move on from it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go again. Okay. Let's move on. Um, and, uh, that's, that, that is a huge part of it. But, you know, when I, when I think about, this is one of the greatest examples that I can think of when we're really hard on ourselves, we decide to start eating properly. And so we, uh, we go out, we get all the groceries and we get all our meals together and we're, you know, Monday morning, we start out and we've got all our snacks out and we've got meals made. And so we've done really great. And then Tuesday, we've done it again. We're so happy. Wednesday, we've done it again. We're like, yay, I'm, I'm getting this. And then Thursday, something happens with the kids or something happens. You spill coffee on yourself and you're rushing out the door and you forget all of your food that you've so nicely put together for yourself you go about your day and then you're starving because you don't have your snacks and you stop through drive through and as you're eating that cheeseburger and fries that taste so good in that moment you're judging yourself see I told you you couldn't do it see you know there's no way I can do this I knew I couldn't do this here I am at a drive through and what you've done is you've negated all of that work and all of those days that you've already put in that you've done this for one moment, one choice, give yourself some grace in that choice and know that that doesn't have to be your next choice. You can mm -hmm. finish the burger, put it away and get, go home and have a good meal and have a good meal Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But we get so caught up in making that choice that we didn't want to make that we continue to make those choices. Yeah. So allow yourself grace and look at all the work you did already. Yes. Yeah. And that, that it's yeah, what you have done rather than focusing on this one event that is different. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's life. It happens. We're not perfect. <laughs> like I have found myself in the McDonald's drive through plenty of times. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you just give yourself a little grace. Oh, my bad cheeseburger tasted really good it wasn't really that good for me but I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna make sure that I have a good supper and I'm gonna make sure that the next time I do this and I rush out that you know I've you know I take everything this is just a good lesson learned yeah absolutely yeah. I love it yeah um, well, I love it. I love this conversation. Lots of little tips and ideas for people to do. And again, it's all about realistic. It's about how is this manageable? How can you incorporate it in your daily life right now without making more work for yourself? And I think that's mm -hmm. definitely what you have shared with listeners. So I love that so much. Um, anything before we wrap up that you would like to end off with or add or anything like that? I think the biggest thing, and I know I've said this a lot through, um, through is, is just really be gentle on yourself and give yourself and everyone else grace. There's a lot of fear in the world right now, and there's a lot of heavy emotion and we're all taking that on and we're all trying to navigate this. So as you're trying to change things for you, give yourself some grace with the time that it takes and not always getting it right. And also letting that grace flow to others while they're trying to navigate things too. Yes. I love that. Giving ourselves grace and other people. I think we can use a lot more of that right now. Mm -hmm. Can always use a lot of, of it, but even more so known, 
always, it's always a good thing. And it's, and when we allow ourselves grace, we are more, I think, aware of it, that we're, we're going to spread that and, uh, and give it to others too. So I think it starts with ourselves and then, yes, I love it. Great tip. Um, where can listeners reach out to you or find you? Um, is it your website, the best place for them to go or you can go to my website and there is a contact me. There's uh, places where you can book things if you want to. And I, I've included a link for anybody that wants to have a free 20 minute Akashic guided coaching session. So I'll go into the Akashic records um, and they're really good at providing insight into things that might be blocking you or things that maybe you need to look at to start moving forward. Um, So if you'd like to book that and uh, just, um, you know, meet with me, um, I'm happy to do that. Go ahead and click that link and book that. Otherwise, um, my website has links for the book links for programs and also links for just meeting with me as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll include the links in the show notes. If anyone has not had an Akashic reading or that sounds interesting, definitely that's, that's a very generous offer of you. So um, take up that offer because that's, those are very in- neat. I love it. I love those. So, um, yeah. that's very kind of you to provide that. Um, I'll include the links in the show notes and thank you so much for your time and, and for all that you've shared today, Leslie, it's amazing. Thank you so much. It was so lovely meeting with you and an honor to share. Oh, thank you. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.